chapter ninety eight of the social war of nineteen hundred or the conspirators and lovers this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the social war of nineteen hundred or the conspirators and lovers by simon landis chapter ninety eight famine and pestilence come to the aid of the naturalists it may be easily imagined that thousands of hardened lost men and women lived at that day when the supremacy of nature's laws were in the ascendant and although these people feared dr juno worse than satan still they could not yield in their determination to pursue their own downward course famine first came and pestilence next to aid the cause of reform by destroying those who led dissipated lives who were stimulated and enervated by the orthodox habits these people died like flies and as they would not accept the reformed hygienic treatment but persist in employing stealthily the poison practices of medical science they passed away so speedily that not a remnant scarcely was left of them after the pestilence raged a month hence the path for the naturalists was cleared of all its deteriorating rubbish and the work of god and man went exultingly along it may seem very curious to orthodox minds why it was that famine and pestilence should make their appearance just in the nick of time to aid the reformation some may ask did god suspend any of his fixed laws for the benefit of the naturalists and thereby send famine and pestilence we answer no but the earth has been stimulated for centuries has been forced by artificial means the same as the orthodox people and at last could no more produce food nor give pure air to its inhabitants who instead of holding dominion over everything ran riot thus were poisonous gases continually generated until both earth atmosphere and man became so depraved as to cause rebellion in the spirit of each hence war famine and pestilence are brothers and they are caused by violations of god's fixed laws whilst the penalty is a natural result instead of a suspension of his immutable mandates immediately after dr juno was married and as soon as he had published his new constitution to the world the earth ceased to produce food for man or beast and nearly two years of famine and starvation existed the naturalists who live not by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of god had of course the advantage over the remaining portion of the orthodox people who would not be converted in due season the former who were grown up suffered very little for the want of food because they were comforted by the clear understanding that this scarcity of food was to be their salvation but the poor little children whose systems were growing and whose hunger therefore was very great suffered awfully many cases were heart-rending in the extreme we give a few examples as illustrations how these little angels suffered all over the globe the naturalists children suffered less than the orthodox in the new england states you could hear little children cry for bread oh dear mamma give me some bread oh i am so hungry i cannot live please oh please give me some bread 
mothers and fathers would eat the poorest quality and smallest quantity of what little they could procure and give the best to their children a wealthy farmer who had joined the naturalists had a large family of little children the oldest was a son of twelve summers one morning they all sat around their table which contained nothing except mouldy bread these children until now always had plenty and when the son of twelve saw the mouldy piece of bread lie on his plate he looked at his father disdainfully and said father i hope you do not expect me to eat this stale and mouldy bread when his father seemed to turn pale and flushed alternately which surprised the boy when the parent lifted his piece of bread and said my son i have cut you and my dear babies the best of all we have look how mouldy and spoiled my piece is this brought great tears into the boy's eyes and he said sobbing father forgive me i did not know that we had no better i am satisfied all seemed to enjoy their mouldy bread after this conversation except the father who seemed to have lost his appetite entirely and when the smallest children mere babies had eaten their portion and saw that some was left by their father one asked papa don't you want dat bed no my beloved babies was his reply then give to benny and i said a little girl the father could not resist but gave the sour mouldy bread to them when they devoured it with a gusto that caused the older boy to weep as if his little heart would break and the parents were compelled to leave the scene flour and bread were saved so long as to cause them to grow mouldy the naturalists could live on very little compared with the orthodox people and the latter cared little what quality of stuff they swallowed so long as it filled their stomachs and appeased their hunger but whilst they feasted rather better than the naturalists during the famine they were being made terrible victims for the jaws of the pestilence a thing they did not expect nor did they understand these matters any more than they ever did hence it only proved again that orthodoxy and self-defiling were synonymous and when the hour of accountability for the deeds done in the body and to the body came these people fell dead by the thousands whilst the naturalists understood that as the quality of food is that you swallow so also is the quality of the body textures therefore they lived on a very little of pure food and had nothing therefore inside of them that could easily decay whilst the orthodox people were filled with gross agencies hash and drugs from crown to toe which ignited instantly when the miasmic effluvia touched their vitals and the combustion under these circumstances was so great that instant extinction of life was certain dr juno issued a proclamation of warning to those who had lived reckless orthodox lives as follows the moment that the looked-for pestilence made its appearance proclamation to those of the people who did not heed the many warnings that i gave them for many years i proclaim an order that they will at once flee to the mountains and subsist upon the plainest food that they can procure and those who will not or cannot do so if they are taken with the pestilence must expect to be burned up in their houses for we shall remove the valuables from the cities where the plague exists and set the cities on fire 
which will burn out the miasma and aid in creating rain which will bring the elixir of life with it in the shape of oxygen in time of war famine and pestilence it cannot be expected that the guilty ones alone shall be made to suffer therefore if there are any innocent ones who are unfavorably situated we advise them to observe this proclamation and flee from the wrath to come and if such are penitent we shall exert ourselves to save them otherwise we cannot aid them having enough to do to take care of ourselves and to stop the plague from spreading more and more given this twentieth day of blank nineteen blank by victor juno this plague exceeded everything in its extent of destruction of human life that was ever known or heard of hundreds of thousands fell dead daily which so horrified the balance of the orthodox and rebellious worldlings that they were anxious to become naturalists as they saw that very few of the latter died and the few who did die with it were those who had only recently turned reformers and whose bodies had not yet had time to be remodeled sufficiently to bear the brunt of so great a pestilence the dead bodies were ordered to be burned and thousands who were lying on their deathbeds were consumed by the burning of the various cities which seemed a visitation too horrible to be anticipated but what could be done besides this course drug doctors fell dead in hundreds and they seemed to know nothing about the disease in fact they do not and never did understand the true nature and causes of diseases or they would not poison a person just because he had been ill through one or more violations of god's laws of health thereby adding insult to injury however these hypothetical vipers dared in past ages to assume the attitude of the regular standard lights of healing of the sick when every step in life's great battle proved them charlatans and stuck up and opinionated impostors if what is here asserted be not true then are jesus christ and nature false doctors but the fiat has gone forth and these quacks have died and vanished by their own achievements therefore peace to their ashes but a warning to all generations to come End of chapter 98